0: Welcome to Cardboard Cave. Glad you came back. Hope you enjoyed that last episode with special guest Johnny. Um, planning to do that more. Have have Johnny on. Uh, you know, we just go way back and always have a lot of fun when he's on. Um, I enjoy doing the quiz show and all that fun stuff. But today's going to be a little different. I'm just going to get out a quick episode to review a game that I just got recently. In fact, this is a new game, and I'm just going to get right into it. This will be a quick episode, because uh, this is one of those games I think just about anyone who's listening to this podcast might want to check out, uh, which I guess is a spoiling review, but it's just, that's what I'm going to do if I, if I play a game that I just, for one reason or another, I just want to talk about and give it its own episode that I think would appeal to a to a, a bigger audience especially, basically be worth your time to go ahead and listen to this, then that's what I'm going to do. So this game is Santa Monica. Uh, Santa Monica, I'm going to read the back of the box blurb. It says in Santa Monica, you're trying to create the most appealing neighborhood in Southern California. Will you choose to create a calm, quiet beach focusing on nature, a bustling beach full of tourists, or something in between to appeal to the locals? Each turn, you'll draft a feature card from the display to build up either your beach or your street. These feature cards work together to score you victory points. So, Santa Monica is a 2020 game. It is from AEG, pretty big game company. It is from Josh Wood, and art is by Jeremy Nugent, and I might be saying that wrong. Uh, interesting fact about Josh Wood, which I didn't know until today, he was a visual effects artist before he started making board games, and he worked on Guardians of the Galaxy and the new Godzilla movie. And I think even Captain America Winter Soldier. Just some big movies. That's kind of cool. Um, It's like leaving one cool job to go to another cool job. Um, Santa Monica. The very first thing that drew me to it is the box cover. And I don't see how anybody couldn't be drawn to the box cover. It's got this sort of almost Miami Vice style. Like neon pink and blue. But it's just very. I mean it's beautiful. It's a beach. It's like a beach pier setting. Uh and that artwork extends to the components. So I'll go ahead and talk about the components. Um this game came comes in a pretty big box. It's almost like ticket to ride sized. I I think it's a little smaller. I think it's a little smaller than ticket to ride size, but it's close. Honestly, it does not need to come in that big of a box. I'm okay with it. Um because it feels like a, a, a you know, like a a full sized family game but really what's inside is a deck of cards um, which have this beautiful beach artwork you got basically beachfront with the ocean or you got the street uh, and usually the street has some kind of building on it you know surf shops and restaurants and things you'll see at a beach but all the artwork is this i don't know how to describe it this art style i think is gorgeous. It's sort of comic book style, I guess, cartoony, but at the same time detailed and sort of has this washed out color palette. I can't describe it well, but it's, it's beautiful. And it just puts you in a, a almost a relaxed mood, I think. Um, so you got this deck of cards, and then basically you have a stack, or several stacks, of cool wooden pieces. And this game... Doesn't have a lot of components, but it's got really, really nice ones. Um, you got these little sand dollar tokens, which are little wooden sand dollars, and they look cool, and they're satisfying, and they represent money in the game. That's how you, you can basically spend money to break rules, which I'll get into. Uh, but they're a great component. Then you've got three different piles of meeples. You got little wooden, uh, tourist, Who are orange, and they have a camera printed right on them. Because they're they're tourists. They got their camera. You got the locals, which have the sunglasses on, I guess, because they're too cool to hang out with the tourists. So they got the sunglasses on. Then you got VIPs. And VIPs are just green meeples. I guess they're flush with cash. That's why they're green. Then you have a little cool pink food truck and a foodie, which will be a part of the game I'll explain. But those are cool little wooden components. And... Then, you have a few cardboard pieces, um, which are also well-made, but that's about it. So, it is primarily a deck of cards, but that's not all it is, by any means. It's, it's one of those games that doesn't have a ton of, like, as far as at least heaviness, a ton of pieces, but it's got quality. Everything that's there is quality. It feels great. Um, let's see. So, Santa Monica, how does it work? It's actually a very easy game to get into once you've played it once. When you sit down to play it the first time, it feels a little different than what you might be used to. But once you get used to it, it's very easy to play. Basically, you got this deck of cards. They're all shuffled. This game's easy to set up, which I appreciate. You shuffle all the cards, you deal eight out in two rows of four. So you got four on top, four on bottom. Um you got different in-game objective tiles, and those can change a little bit. You know, you'll get rewards for different things. Uh, so you've got some variety there. And then you have two, like, sand sand dollar tiles that basically have... These are how you spend your sand dollars. So in each game, it'll be different from game to game, because you shuffle these up and you only pick two for each game. So, for example, you might be able to pay two sand dollars to take a card from anywhere, Because normally, on your turn, what you do is you take a card from the bottom row. So you got four cards on top, four on bottom, and it's drafting. You and everybody else at the table has the same cards to choose from. So you take a card from the bottom row, you play it, if the card lets you do anything, you do that now, and then you shift the top card down to the spot to fill the one you took, and the play passes to the next player. It's that simple. Um... So if you played Seven Wonders, it's 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 not quite drafting in that sense because it's all on the table. It's all open information to everyone. But it is still drafting because you've always got a choice of four cards. But a lot of times when you pay these Sand Dollar tokens, which like I said is sort of like the money in the game, you can break that rule and you could take a card from either row. Occasionally you might even be able to take two cards. It just depends what what rules are in that particular game from these Sand Dollar tokens. But anyway, so on your turn, you take a card from the bottom row. And, ultimately, what you're trying to do is build a beach that'll get you the most victory points. But, straight up, I'll go ahead and say, the coolest thing about this game, in my opinion, is not any individual gameplay mechanic. Although the gameplay mechanics are rock solid, it's that it all just makes sense thematically. I mean, when you're done, you've built a beach with the street level and then the beach level. And, frankly, it just makes sense. For example, there's multiple ways you can score, and all the scoring happens at the end of the game, but most of it makes sense. For example, there might be, um, they're called activity circles, it's like a circle on one of the cards, and it says you need three tourists in this circle, and what that might be is like something that tourists would be into, a tourist attraction, you know, maybe a photo opportunity or something. And so basically that spot can hold three tourists and you'll get points at the end of the game. Or you might have another spot that's sort of like a local dive, you know, like a, a movie theater or something on the street, and it can hold, say, two locals, but only locals. Then you have other spots that can hold any color of of um person. I can't remember what they're actually called. Patrons, whatever they're called. And so the the trick is though. You can never just move these people around. It's on the cards themselves that you're drafting. In other words, the way you build your beach up is also mostly how you move the people around and how you get people onto your beach. So you might draft this card and you're know, like, you know, this really doesn't have anything on it scoring-wise that that's that exciting to me, but it gives me two tourists. And so you take these two tourists and place them right on the card. And then you might play a card later that lets you move those tourists, so maybe you want these two tourists to get down to that to that movie theater. Well, you might play a card later that lets you move, say, two meeples, two people, and then you can move them down to the movie theater. So what's really cool about this is you're creating your board, basically. You're creating your beach scene as you play the game, and then your little meeples are moving around within your beach scene. So you don't just place a meeple and leave it there, like you do in, say, a, a normal worker placement game or something. But you do get little meeples on the board, and then you move them around within your beach. So, for example, to go from the street level straight up to the beach level takes one movement. And if you want to go three cards over, that's three movements. It works like that. It's real simple. But you're trying to get certain meeples to certain places just depending um, on what's there. There's other ways you can score. For example, uh, one card might score if you place it down and at some point before the game's over with, you've placed a card with a certain tag on it. So the cards have tags on them. Some represent shopping, uh, leisure, sports, you know, entertainment, catching waves. They have different tags on them. And so this building maybe wants to be next to a sports tag. And it usually makes sense. For example, if you got a surf shop, it's definitely going to want to be next to the sports tag because that represents surfing. So it still makes sense thematically, even though it uses these tags. But they're not, you know, like, for example, the first time you play, play Terraforming Mars, especially if you're a newer gamer, the tags can be very overwhelming, although they make total sense once you've played it. But in this game, the tags really are easy because it, it doesn't really matter if you know that the pink tag represents shopping. You just know, okay, this card wants to be next to a pink tag, so i got to put it next to a pink tag. That's one way the cards can score. Others score for having a chain of tags. These tags are a big deal. Like maybe this card will only score if you have a chain of of the uh, the palm tree tag, which I think represents like nature. If you have a chain of at least three, a continuous chain connected to this card, then it scores points. But if you have less than that, it scores nothing. That kind of thing. And so these chains and these adjacency scorings are one of the main ways you score points at the end of the game. The other way is, like I said, moving the people around with only cards and getting them where they want to be, basically. And there's a couple other ways you can get points. Like there's cards that just let you straight up score points for having those Sand Dollar tokens left over, but you're not guaranteed to even get one of those, so you can't count on that. Um... And that's basically it. The only thing I didn't mention, like I said, on your turn, you just take a card, play it. It ends when someone has 14 cards in front of them. Uh, and they're basically their beach scene is 14 cards. Plus everyone does start with an initial tile, which is basically two cards stacked on top of each other. It's like a double height tile that represents a street and a beach all as one tile. So you get 14 cards built in addition to your starting tile, and you're done. Everybody gets the same number of turns and the game's over. I think the only wrinkle I really didn't mention is there's a food truck and the foodie. If you take a card that the food truck is parked on, it basically represents bringing in extra money. So you get one of the sand dollar tokens as a bonus. Plus whatever the card gives you. If you take uh, one that the foodie is on, it kind of represents him giving you inside information about a cool dive, you know, or whatever. So you get to move one of your people somewhere, one space. So it's just a cool little bonus. And you get to double up on that if they're both on the same space. Um I hear my wife coming down the steps now. So I'll just say out loud for her benefit that I'm just recording a quick episode, which will be over shortly. And then we'll get to watching Frasier. Because uh, we're cool people, and we watch Frasier pretty much every night. If you've not checked out Frasier, the hit 1990 sitcom, I do recommend it. Um, basically, and by the way, my wife really likes this game. But there's so many games we can record for the show. I just wanted to get this out there. Just to give y'all something to listen to. Um but hey, she won't say anything about it. She is here. <laughs> Let's bring the surprise on her. Do you want to say anything about uh, Santa Monica, honey? I'm kind of just talking about it now. So just anything. Anything about me as a person you want to say? Anything at all? Well, did you heat up a breakfast biscuit? Because it smells like Cracker Barrel in the house. And it's making me really hungry. I heated up uh, ramen noodles in a bowl. Which is like come in a plastic bowl when you throw them in the microwave and microwave them. So they're really healthy. And then a sandwich. Maybe You're I'm probably smelling me. the noodles. They're pretty good. Maybe I'm just dreaming. It smelled like Bob Evans or Cracker Barrel breakfast biscuits. No, nope. smelled really good. Well, so that's Santa Monica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, Santa Monica is a really pretty little game. And I thought it was easy to learn. Fairly easy. And... It was very seamless. It just felt really seamless and thematic and fun. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And uh, I was pretty much done explaining the rules. Um. Yeah, these little food trucks give you a bonus. The game ends on somebody's 14 cards. And you got handy little score pads. And the score pads go in a very logical order. First, you add up all the people you had in the little circles, the activity rings. Uh Then you add up the beach scoring, then the street scoring. And then there's three bonus scorings at the end of the game, which can change from game to game. So, for example, you might get to score your biggest run of tags of the same type or your biggest chain of waves. Um And usually there's a penalty if you have people left over at the end of the game that aren't in an activity ring somewhere. So you're usually kind of making a mad dash towards the end of the game to get those in an activity ring. Um, which activity ring sounds very clinical, but again, it totally makes sense thematically. One activity ring might be a volleyball game and they need four people there at the volleyball net. It's also thematic. And I love that about it. You know, you might have, um, like a beach wedding (laughs) and there might be several people gathered at the beach wedding. Um, and obviously those are going to be, um, maybe, uh, locals are having a beach wedding or maybe to... Tourist, you know, it's so whatever makes sense, excuse me. Um I don't know, it's, it's just it's just so cool thematically and it looks so neat. I highly recommend you look up the game online. Um it's just got such a great look to it. But after that you add up all the points, the bonus points, and whoever's the most points is the winner. I think it's leftover sand dollar tokens if it's a tie. I might be wrong about that though. It might be something else, but so, what do I actually think about it? Well, I think I've already said it. Um, I've only played it twice now, and there's very few games I would do a review for after two plays, but this is more just to get you to to hear what the game's about and to see if you might like it. I will say after two plays, both of them two players, and this game does play two to four players, but I played it once with my wife, and then I played it once with Johnny, my friend who was on the last episode. And I'll just go and say, I liked it both times. My wife liked it, and Johnny liked it. So, based on us three, it's a very good game. And, unlike some games that claim they play two to four, I think this one totally plays two to four just fine. I've only played two players, but there's absolutely no reason it wouldn't be very good with three or four. Because turns are quick. You might have one turn that takes a little longer because you're thinking about something, but there's no reason this wouldn't work with three or four players. Um, and I will say, to my knowledge, you don't actually change anything with the game when you're playing with more players. And this is the one thing that is not a negative to me, or either of the people I played it with. But, you should know this, because it might be a negative to you for sure. This game is not one where you can really do a lot to the other players. You have your own beach, and there's nothing they can do about that. There's no card in the game uh that lets you mess with the other player's beach. So that's why I say it should work just fine with three or four players. The only thing you can do to mess over the other player is take the card they want. You know, they call it hate drafting in a lot of games. But even then, it's not it's not something that's happening every turn. But like when me and Johnny played, I definitely took a card he wanted a lot. I didn't even know he wanted it, but he really wanted it, you know. So that's the only thing you can really do to affect the other player, Um, so take, keep that in mind. If you're someone who wants a lot of interaction and back and forth battling in your game, this is not it. This is not it. But that being said, I would describe this game by saying it feels almost relaxing and breezy on one hand, but I think the key is it's not just breezy and relaxing. It's also got some kind of nail biting decisions. It's not a heavy game. It's not going to set the world on fire as far as that goes. But it's got, it's got some decisions to it. I mean, like I said, I had a couple turns that took a little longer because I'm really thinking, oh, if I take this card, I could really have an amazing chain of the, the palm tree symbol. You know, a really great nature chain here. But I really want this card over here and that would mess that chain up. But if I don't take that card now, is Johnny going to take it? Um, there's, it's not a heavy game, but there's some decisions to make. And I'll be honest, the game it reminded me the most of, and I don't really know why, but it's Wingspan. And I think it's because Wingspan is also a beautiful game. But also, Wingspan to me never felt super intense. It's also not a game where you can do a lot to really hurt the other player. It, it was kind of relaxing in a way. But and it might just be me. <clears throat> it might just be me. But I feel like this game gets a little more tense than Wingspan. Um, so although it has that relaxing vibe to it, there's there's sometimes you just you just really want to get some things done. Um, and I, because it's card based, like you're building your own play area with your cards, it can really be quite different from game to game. For example, when me and Johnny played, I finished the game without a single stinking tourist or local anywhere on my beach. It was ridiculous. It was like a coronavirus beach. It was very thematic for today's times. I had nobody on my beach. And it's just because the way the cards come out, you've got to get people from the cards, and I wasn't getting any. But it did not ruin the game because I still made a pretty beach, and I actually beat Johnny by just a few points. And he had a lot more people than me. But it was a very close game, but I had a beach that was totally naked, but it still was making some points just for being a, you know, a nice beach. Whereas Johnny had people bringing him a lot of points, but other areas of his beach weren't scoring as much. But it was weird that I had nobody on my beach. It was so odd. Because when me and Anna played, I had a swarm of people, and at the last minute I was making a mad dash to try to get them where they want to go, you know. So, And I was just saying from across the room that it's very satisfying because you feel like you actually are building your beach, and I agree it feels like yours. I mean, it's only fourteen cards, but it feels like you' little design by the time it's over with, and those kinds of games I think we've discovered we always enjoy where you've made something by the end of it. um There's quite a few I can think of, although since I just said that now I don't know if I can um, but whether it's like and this isn't the great example because this game's pretty brutal, but Agricola, you're making your own little farm. Um, a game we really like we need to review called River, River Boats. You're making your own little like a garden area. Um, I don't know. There's lots of examples where you're making something and it's just thing. It's just satisfying. Yeah, we played a game called Dreamhouse, which is very light, but it's satisfying because you're making your little house with the rooms in it you want to. Um. So yeah, uh, Santa Monica is a new game. It's available uh, at lots of different board game websites. You know, Google it. It'll come up in a lot of places. I hate to advertise for Amazon. I'd rather you buy it from a board game shop, but Amazon does have it. It's $29.99 last I checked, which is a fair price. And I'll say that the game retails for $39.99, which I think is very fair. You know, This is not a $60 game, which I also think is fair because it doesn't have a ton of components. It could easily fit in a box half the size of when it comes in. But the components are quality, and I feel like about $30-$35 is what you're going to pay for it. It's totally worth that component-wise. Um, and I highly recommend it. I do. Uh, the only people I wouldn't recommend this to are ones who have to have cutthroat competition in every game. Because this game is fairly solitaire. The only thing, again, the only thing you can do to affect the other player is take the card they wanted. That's it, as far as I can think of. This game is ripe for expansions to maybe add some more player interaction. At the same time, I think it is fine how it is. It feels complete. There's enough riding in the box. You know, it is a fairly light game. It's not the lightest of games. I would say this is maybe people say ticket to ride is lighter than it is. act like it's a kid's game. it's not. But I'd say it's probably ticket to ride weight. maybe ticket to ride with one of the the slightly more complex expansions, even. I would say probably somewhere in those that range. In other words, it's a great family game, or if you're a gamer who can get off their high horse and not just play super heavy games. You know, this is a great game for a gamer say in the middle of the week when you've don't want to think too hard, when you don't want to take too much time. A two-player game takes like 30 minutes. The box says 45 minutes, but I would say a two-player game is 30 minutes. Um a three-player game is probably 45 minutes. A four-player game might be 45 minutes to an hour at the most. Um it's it's not going to be very long. Still, uh, I recommend it. I mean, it's if you're okay with a fairly light game that's not super intense, but still has fun decisions, is satisfying, and is very pretty to look at. Uh, I think it's well worth it. I'm really happy about this game. I hope it does well enough. It gets some expansions. Heck, just more beach cards, more uh, uh, the scoring tiles, the the sand dollar tiles that give you different things you can. You used to break the rules during the game by paying sand dollar tokens. Give some more of those to add more variety. I don't think it needs any of that. Totally would buy an expansion though if it just came with that kind of stuff. And more of the beach cards, because they're so pretty. Um and that's it. That's Santa Monica. Um I recommend you try it if any of that sounds good to you. Um I recommend you avoid it if you have to have confrontation in your games, because this is not that game. But I'm going to sign off for now. I'll see you next time. Um, We've had some pretty weather here at the cave lately. So if you'd like to, uh, feel free to, to take a splash in the wading pool on your way out. And we'll see you soon.